0: Lord Jesus, we thank you because you are alive and well. You that set the stars in place, you hold the all earth together by the word of your power. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving and redeeming us. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. Thank you, Father. We thank you because in this place, in every life present, thank you for that which eyes have not seen. Thank you for that which ears have not heard. Thank you for that which has not even begun to enter into the heart of man. Honor, glory, dominion, and majesty be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. There's someone here you've had, um, uh, you're married, you've you've taken in and you've lost the baby. Um, uh, When you take in again, you will not lose it this time. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Um. Welcome your neighbor again, if you haven't done that already. Welcome them to church. Ask, ask for their names, if you don't know their names, even if you do. Praise the name of the Lord. Today we're in the concluding part of our series, Money, Money, Money. We started five weeks ago um, with, with an introduction. And... Um, um, then the week after that, we looked at demolishing the power of personal prover- poverty, you know, demolishing personal poverty and um, the week after that, two weeks ago, we looked at breaking the hold of materialism and wasn't that a fantastic sermon, praise the name of the Lord, you need to get the CD if you missed it. And last week, we looked at the heart of money the heart of money. And up until then, I didn't know that money had a heart. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> looked at the heart of money. Today my job is very simple. Um, we are just going to conclude um, on this series. But I'm praying that God will bless you tremendously in the mighty name of Jesus. You remember the circle we drew? You know, because when you talk about money, it's money is controlled by Two sets of people, we learned that last week that money is controlled by two sets of people. The first set of people are what? The people that bring value to people, and the other set of people are the people that steal from people. Good. If you are born again, you don't belong to that other set of people. You that steal from people. So money starts from value. 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 There are so many things that are of value that you can do, so you can't do everything that is of value. So what is that thing that is your oil that we talked about? And we said you have to do something that is valuable, that you are good at, can you put up the diagram please? Something that is valuable, that you are good at. And that is not enough, you need to get something that is valuable, that you are good at, and you enjoy. And that is not enough. Something that is valuable, that you are good at, and you enjoy, and you get paid for. If you have something that you are good at, and you enjoy, and nobody is willing to pay you for it, you have a hobby. You cannot build on a hobby. If you have something that you are good at, and you are getting paid for, and you don't enjoy What do you have? A job. All you have is a job. If you have something that you enjoy, you get paid for, but you are not good at, what do you have? You are about to be fired, (laughs) (laughs) President. Because that's incompetence in display. But when you have something you are good at, you enjoy, you get paid for, you have your oil. I must say, oil. You have your oil. And from childhood, everybody has their oil, so to speak. Everybody has their oil. What they are good at, what they enjoy doing, what they get paid for doing. Everybody does. Proverbs twenty-two verse six. The Word of God says in Proverbs twenty-two six, "Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is grown, he will not depart from it." And we explained that what the Bible is really saying, Proverbs twenty-two verse six, from the amplified version, it says, "Train up a child in the way he should go, and in keeping with his." individual gift or bent. Every child has a 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 bent. bent. Nobody is born empty. Every child has an individual gifting. Now, for those of us that are parents and you are saved, you are at an advantage because you can help your children. If nobody helps you, at least you can help your children. There are a lot of people that... Education system have rendered them dumb. And they've ended up changing the world with inventions. So what does that tell us? The, the, there was something that child was carrying that the school system cannot unlock. Praise the name of the Lord. There, 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 are, some, there are some children, some of us, you know, we have certain, certain bent that only us can deliver There's someone I, I used to disciple, she was in the first worship experience. I give the example, you know, um, in the first worship experience. This lady, I, I'm sure she doesn't lie anymore because she's growing in her faith in Christ Jesus. But this lady used to be able to lie. And I'm literally saying this, I'm not saying figuratively. She can tell you that look outside is it not dark? And you look at her and you say, no. And she said, ah, it's dark and she will begin to cry. As in real tears. And I'm just saying, okay, well, maybe, is it really dark? You know. <laughs> so one day I said to her, and she said to me, oh, everybody has given up on me, my mom thinks I'm a perpetual liar, blah, 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 blah. I said to her, I see a gift here. It's, it's called the gift of drama. Drama is make-believe, right? Take what is not and make it look like it is. She's heavily gifted. So, 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 so she's pursuing a, a career in Hollywood in right now. Seriously, on the side, she's doing that. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Because she does it naturally. Naturally. Some of us can't talk naturally. Naturally. Some of us find it difficult to talk. God can use everything. Praise the name of the Lord. Some of us can cook. We just want to mix these things. Some of us can't cook. Some of us are average at cooking. If you're average at cooking and you want to open a restaurant, why would you want to do that? People don't pay for average. Praise the name of the Lord. People don't pay for average. Now, I, I, uh, uh, John Maxwell puts it this way. He says that everyone is, is, is as on a one to ten, you, there's something you are doing right now that you're either a 2, a 3, a 4, a 5, a 6, a 7, or 8 that you are able to do. He says, but the problem with all of us is that we look at our 2s or our 4s or our 3s and we begin to work on them, on our 2s and 3s to improve on it. And it says that no man can improve more than two, not 2 points. So I focus on my 3. And I work day and night to improve my 3. How far can I go? Five, Just average. i made up my mind. I will not be average. Praise the Lord. So I know what are my twos, what are my ones, what are my fours, what are my fives. I know what they are. I leave them alone. There are some people that that is their nine. I leave them to do it. Praise the Lord. I focus on my sevens, my eights, and my nines. And I improve, if I, if I focus on my eight, and I can improve it two, two notches, what do I have? I have a ten. I have a ten. So you will discover I don't do everything. God has put people around me that there are tens in certain things that I am one at. And I can mention their names and what they do. Honestly, the things they do, and they do it well, I have no interest in doing those things. None. I used to do them. Frustrating. Praise the Lord. Totally frustrated. So God, that is our oil. Oh. God doesn't want us to chase money. God doesn't want us to chase money. Say to your neighbour, please don't chase money. God doesn't want us to chase money. God says, if you obey me, these things, This money, they will pursue you. They will overtake you. Money will be the one chasing you. Get these things straight. There are five things, ways, or things we can do with money, ways we relate with money. As I bring this series to a close, we look at the five things we do with money or relate with money. And we close. Number one, God wants us to make money. Everyone say make money. God wants us to make money. Go sell the oil. Go make money. That's what, that's what Elisha said. Elijah said to, to the widow, go and make some money. Go and sell the oil. Go and what? Sell the oil. So to make money, there are two things embedded in that statement. Go sell the oil. There are two things embedded in that statement. The first thing to be wealthy, the first thing, you need the blessing. Everybody said the blessing. Elisha said, Go and sell the oil. In other words, I'm giving you the blessing. So she had the blessing of the man of God to go and sell the oil. So she's and the blessing of the Lord makes and as no, that's number one. That is the first thing you need to secure. Then the second thing is sell the oil, which is walk. Everybody say walk. Walk. Walk, 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 and walk. Many of us don't want to walk. In fact, we don't want to work. We want to walk like an ant and eat like a... Uh, hey. That is the recipe for fraud. President. Don't get me wrong. God can bless the works of your hand that little becomes much. But you see, when that little becomes much in your hand and it's the blessing from God, you will discover that it will lead to more work. It will. The, the, lead to the oil became much. What did it lead to? More work. Now, go and sell the oil. She just has basins of oil. Do you know what that means? She needs to get smaller vessels, package the oil, label it, brand it. Widow's oil, the miracle oil. After all, it's the miracle oil. The widow's miracle oil and come up with a logo, that is a lot of work. Then secure the markets, do some market survey, that is a lot of work. Then sort out our supply chain, that is a lot of work. Distribution, that's a lot of work. Selling, that's a lot of work. So go make money. God is saying for that to happen, two things go, the blessing. And the work together proverbs chapter nineteen sorry chapter twelve verse twenty four proverbs twelve twenty four the word of god says that the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. the hand of the diligent will bear rule proverbs twenty two verse thirteen proverbs twenty two thirteen Proverbs twenty thirteen says the lazy person claims there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I must or I might, sorry. I read it as must. I might be killed. Now, the, the, the KJV is more assertive. It says I will be killed if if I go outside. So the lazy person is always coming up with genuine excuses. There's one characteristic of a lazy person. Excuses. Of lazy people. What kind of sense of lazy people? Excuses. Excuses. That's the only way they have come out. And excuses are so nicely packaged. Now, think about it. If somebody says, there's a lion on the street, I don't want to go out. And you want to advise the person to go out, would you look like a bad person? That's the problem with the lazy man. The lazy man pitches his excuse so that when you advise him or how otherwise, you look like a bad person. Praise the name of the Lord. You look like a bad person. You know, it's a lot of work. Now, listen to this carefully. And I pray you understand it in Jesus' name. It's a lot of work to love a woman. Now, guys, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of thinking, a lot of strategizing to really love and pamper your wife. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to love a woman over and over and over and over and over. It's a lot of work. It's cheaper. It's cheaper eh? to treat her shabbily and to flirt with other women. That's the cheapest thing to do. So I was speaking to a man. And I was telling him how he needs to love his wife and the things he needs to do. And he told me, I, 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 no, 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 no. That's too much work. So, so I said, oh, guy, she's your wife. You know, And guess what he tried to do? He tried to paint me as the enemy. Hey, you have gone to collude with my wife. I'm like, if you and your wife are like this, it's to your advantage. Say no, she's my enemy. Pastor, I want you to pray that fire will consume my enemies. I'm telling you a real life story. That is the cheapest route to take. He says, oh, she's a witch, but you're anointed. Why are you unhated? Cast out the devil. President of the Lord. No, pastor. Your word you, you says that. The word of God says, suffer not a witch to live. It's a lot of work to love a woman. Do you agree now? I don't know how man came to me and said to me. My mother said, my mother has a prophet, and the prophet saw a vision. I don't know why am I saying all this. Maybe God is talking to some people. It's way way off my notes, but let me say it anyway. The prophet saw a vision. My wife is a witch. I say, yeah. I say, yeah. I say yeah. He says, we have been coming to this your church. I know that uh, you have something. I said, hey, I have something. Say yes. I said, so what do you want? I want you to help us deal with this witch. I said, hey. Yeah. So she could be a witch, I don't know. But I checked with God, and God cleared her. I said to, and I said to the man, your wife is clear. And he was like, ah, that prophet, that prophet is there. Always on point. Mama, whenever Mama comes from the village, I began to get upset. You know, I'm still growing in my temperament. So I said to him, I said, bring the prophet. Let the prophet come and tell me that she's a witch. The God that answers by fire. <laughs> so I was calling for a confrontation. And the guy was willing. So he called the prophet and I said he was gonna send a back to bring the prophet in, but because he was confused himself, genuinely confused. And the prophet dodged and dodged and dodged, and you know. So one day the man came to meet me. I said, You were right, though. she's not a witch. And got to tell me all the things that have happened to the prophet. He had an accident. He broke his leg. He's not doing. (laughs) I say, Oh God, love your wife. It takes a lot of effort. And we are traditionally lazy. So the person that tells us to do the hard work becomes the enemy. Praise the name of the Lord. So the first thing we need to do with money is, one, is what? Number two is what? Save money. God wants us to save money. God expects you and I to retain wealth. God expects you and I to retain wealth. God expects you and I to retain wealth. There's a Scottish... Proverb that says, A fool may earn money, but it takes a wise man to keep it. A fool may earn money, but it takes a wise man to keep it. Proverbs eleven sixteen. Proverbs eleven sixteen. the word of God says that a gracious woman retaineth honor, and a strong man retain riches. Which kind of men retain riches? Strong men. A weak man spends all he has. A weak man cannot retain wealth. No matter how much he makes, a, rich, a weak man cannot retain wealth. And that man, the word man there is man-woman. God wants us to be strong. And if you think about it, when you save money and you want to develop a culture of saving money. How many of you know when you begin to save money, then things begin to show up their heads, right? Very they become that become very urgent. Very, 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 very necessary. Now the question is where were those things before you began to save money? Where were they? So you have to be brutal about it. You can't retain wealth without being brutal. Another translation says, a brutal man retains wealth. If you have the NIV, the NIV says, a, um, what word do you use? You have to be brutal. Well, I'm not going to say save this percentage or save that percentage. Do what works for you, but save money. Pastor, why are you telling us to save money? Is everyone not our own? You know, this, this earth is not my own. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> Why are you telling us to save money? Are you telling us to save money for a rainy day? Nope. I'm not telling you to save money for a rainy day. In fact, saving money for a rainy day is, is too basic. God will take care of you during the rain. In Jesus' name. So why am I saying save money? Save money for two things. Strategic things. You can't keep your money in savings like the economists say to us. Inflation rate is higher than interest rate, right? So if inflation rate is higher than interest rate and you keep your money in the bank, you are losing money, actually, because inflation is eroding. it. So when I say save money, I'm not saying save money so that you can grow your wealth by savings. No, you save money for two reasons, strategic reasons. Number one, so that you will have... Enough to seize investment opportunities that come your way. God will bring investment opportunities your way. So you have money to seize them. Number two, so you will have money to sow when God calls for a seed. So you have money to sow when God calls for a seed. If God calls for a seed and you don't have a seed to sow, it means you have eaten your seed because God gives seed to the sower. Typical example is the Jews. When they were leaving Egypt, God blessed them with gold, right? With all the jewelries of the Egyptians. And God just blessed them with it. God expected that they retain the wealth. What did they do with it? They built a golden calf. And what did Moses do with it? He melted the calf, mixed it in water, and made all of them drink it. So every Jew has drinking gold. (laughs) At least their forefathers are drinking gold. Moses made them drink all the gold. Now, when they got to the wilderness and God asked for Money to build the temple. Where was God expecting them to get the money from? These people were not farming, they were just moving for what where was God expecting them to get money from? From the money He has blessed them with, from Egypt. So when God calls for a seed and you don't have a seed, you've, you've eaten the seed. The gold is in your stomach. Frizzle. <laughs> I you an example of my, my wife and I, you know, we save money, and save money, and save money, and save money. It got to a time that we, to us, the money we had was sizable. This wasn't even this year that it happened. It was sizable. And an opportunity to sow into someone's life. It wasn't that an investment opportunity it was a sowing opportunity. As you're going to learn, in multiplying money, seeding, sowing is a major part of multiplying money. Major, major part. It's like, invest, it's like spiritual investment. Opened up. There was this woman that we felt we should sow the money into our life. So we cleared the savings account and we it was a lot to us. It may not mean a lot to you, but we sowed it into our life. Have we lost? Did we lose money? Of course not. Of course not. When God called for it, we had it. We had it. Pity, for instance, God is calling for the seed. Some of us, we are eating the seed. We are eating the gold. Some of us, we've eaten it even before God called for it. God calls for seed. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's why we save. Save for two strategic reasons, for physical investment and for spiritual investment. Number three. So the first thing we do with money is to what? Make money. Second thing is to? Save save money. And the third thing we do is to spend money. Spend. Everybody, say spend. spend. This is the women's department. Women love to spend money. My God. Look at the smile on their faces. First service and second service did not change. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But you see, I will encourage you, spend mainly on your needs, not on your wants. Spend on your what? Needs, not on your wants. I need a phone. Then I want a BlackBerry Touch. I did the same thing. Porsche. Oh, there's Porsche? Wow. Is it the Cayenne? (laughs) So, I need a phone, and I want a BlackBerry Porsche. Are they the same thing? No, no, no. You don't need a BlackBerry Porsche. Say, but Pastor, I need it too. You don't. What you need is a what? It's a phone. A (laughs) sergeant. Do they still make those things? (laughs) You remember those sergeants? The guys that made those phones are wicked. (laughs) Ugly looking things like that. What is the most basic phone these days? Nokia, right? A basic Nokia phone is what you need. Even Nepal agrees. (laughs) Or Nepal disagrees. President of the The key thing is that you really don't need many things. Think about it. You know, I have discussions with my wife consistently. I don't need many things. How much money does a man need? Really, really, really. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes 10, 17, Ecclesiastes 10, 17 says, Blessed are you, O land, when your king is the son of the nobles and your princes eat in due season for strength and not for drunkenness. He says, blessed is this land, this life, this family, this marriage, where your kings and your queens, be you will, where, where they, they eat for strength, and not for drunkenness. so you inevitably have to spend, but if you, if you spend on what you need, not just what you, not what you want, if you, make you, if you decrease the spending on what you want, you 'll be shocked at how much you can save. Do I really need that? Ask yourself do, then justify it if you can. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the truth is that one of the fastest ways to poverty is pleasure. One of the fastest ways express me way to poverty is what? It's pleasure. It's pleasure. As pleasurable as pleasure is, is that theology? As pleasurable as pleasure is, is one of the fastest way to poverty. Proverbs 21:16. Proverbs 21, 16 says, those who love pleasure become what? Become poor. Those who love pleasure become poor. Those who love wine and luxury will never be rich. That never be rich there means they will not be able to sustain riches from generation to generation. If, if the bag is not luxurious, it's not exotic, you can't carry it. If the earring is not pure gold, it will be eating your ear. I have a friend like that. You know, she, she, she reacts to anything that is not pure gold. I said, come, let me lay my hands on you (laughs) so I can cast out that spirit. But really, she's like that. Her skin reacts to it. In heaven, we'll be matching gold like this on our ground, under the feet of our shoes, if we have shoes. Praise the Lord. Don't erode your life with pleasure. Some people just want to enjoy life, you know. It's good to enjoy life. God has given you life to enjoy. Do you understand? But to love pleasure is the express way to what? To poverty. There's a, there's a, there's a song that says, uh, I will enjoy today. I don't care about tomorrow. You know that song? Let me enjoy today. I won't care about tomorrow. Really? Really? And I help myself. I give the example. Personally, if there are areas that I know that I can, you know, <laughs> I have a weakness with gadgets. No, I used to have a weakness with gadgets. I've overcome it in Jesus' name. <laughs> now, but I said to myself, I said to myself years ago, I will not buy any of these things. I'm not going to buy. If I, if, if I have a Nokia phone, that's the phone I'm going to use. I'm not going to use my money and buy any iPhone. Nothing. He said, Pastor, but you have an iPhone. Yes, I didn't buy it with my money. My wife bought it for me. <laughs> but I didn't buy it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I was in the UK a month or two ago, and I saw this phone. If you know how I am with gadgets, you know that this is a real deliverance. To make that statement, and God has helped me to keep by it for many years now, over three years, I've not, or four, I've not bought a single gadget with my money, none. Why? Because I know that those things are expensive. The iPhone is 120,000 naira, that's a lot of money. By the time I have two or three or four of that, how much is that? So I said, no more. So I, I was in the UK, I saw this phone, the, the Samsung Galaxy Note 2. So I saw it. <laughs> what did I do? Before I buy anything, I always justify it to myself. Tell me, why do you need this, phone, this device? Okay, I need it because I have a phone, I have a tablet, I need something to sit in the middle, you know? Not really a phone, but not really a tablet. A phablet. <laughs> so, so I went to the store, and I took it. And I said, Justify it. I need to buy it. But I remembered, Femi, you said you will not buy. this. So I dropped it. Okay, 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 okay. I went to that store at least five times. <laughs> carrying the same phone. If I were the attendant, I'd say, oh, God, buy this thing, I'll move on. And I would drop it. I said, okay, fine. So on my way back, I was so happy because I said, yes, now I know I've been delivered. Because I didn't buy it. <laughs> and the miracle is, when I got to Lagos, long story short, a couple, the wife is in this service. She's looking at me now. They gave me the phone, the same phone. Now, they said, Do you want the S3? I said, No, 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 no. Ding. The. The tablet. When they were bringing it, I said to the Lord, This is how I know it is you, if this phone is white. I didn't tell him the color. If it's not white, I know it's not you When they brought the phone, guess what the color is Guess White, white, white <laughs> Because it's the Lord Now, some people We see pastor using Samsung Galaxy Note 2 not And they'll be jealous And they say, all oh, these pastors Only God knows where they're getting the money from God will forgive you It's true You were not there when I was struggling with the phone. I was putting it down. And it pleased God in His infinite mercies. And the phone is not here, by the way. So I'm not going to show you. Praise the Lord. My point is this don't love pleasure. Tell your neighbor, don't love pleasure. I said the iPhone is about, we said in the first question about 120000 naira, right? So how much should the case be? That's about $800. How much should the case of the iPhone be? How much should it be? How much should it be? The most expensive iPhone case should be what? $20,000? That is too expensive, right? I was reading a magazine, and I saw this iPhone case. Put it up. Guess how much it is. Guess before it comes up. $302,000. That's over 44 million naira. If you want me to send you the name, And the website, so you can order one. Not for me, oh. If you order one for me, I will sell it and feed the poor. You don't believe me, but that's what I will do. What am I doing with a phone case of 44 million naira? They can't stop me from entering heaven, no. If I go enter heaven with that kind of device, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. That's not what will determine whether I get to heaven or not. Some people are still shocked. Can you take it off? Okay. Come back to this world. <laughs> that is waste right there, in my opinion. I don't know. President the name of the Lord. You can, number one, make money. Number two, number three, and number four, you can lose money. I'm praying that you will not lose money in the mighty name of Jesus. In fact, I'm praying for everyone that has lost money that God will restore you in the mighty name of Jesus. Losing money is, is something that can be terrible. But some people, it's as if it, that is a perpetual trend in their lives. They can see what God has blessed them with record wise, but they cannot see it tangibly. Why it's as if they are walking and they are putting the money in the bag of holes, like Agai chapter one, verses six and seven says. Agai one, six and seven says He that earneth wages and earneth wages put it into a bag of holes, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Now when it appears that you are Putting money in a bag of holes, God is saying to you, Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Check your life. Check your life. Sometimes we lose money based on bad decisions, just shallow thinking, bad decisions. But sometimes it is purely spiritual. It can be a devourer, it can be a devourer from the enemy. And it can be a devourer from the Lord. It can be a devourer from the enemy. Some people, they have like a leech attached, attached to them that keeps sucking them and sucking them and sucking them and sucking them and sucking them. And I'm praying today in the name of Jesus that God will remove that leech from your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. This fasting season, take it seriously. I know a lot of us are fasting already. On Thursday, we're going to start, we're going to praise God, but it's not going to be only praise, we're going to have a communion service. Everything that has led to loss in your life will lose its grip over you in Jesus' name. The judge of the whole earth is going to rule in our favor. I'm really excited about it. So, divorce can come, but whichever way, The devourer is coming. God says, bring the tithe and I will rebuke the devourers for your sakes. Isn't that a good deal? (laughs) You can't rebuke the devourer yourself. God says, bring the tithe and I, him, will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I have colleagues, like I've said in the first place of experience, pastors, They will not teach about tithe. You know why? They don't want their congregation to think they are just after money. And I said to them, how foolish is that? Because you are not helping them. Praise the name of the Lord. You are not helping them. Not at all. I said before, a man came to my office and said, oh, he has so much money, you know. I said, praise God. And he said to me, oh, he has a wristwatch, he collects wristwatches, one wristwatch is, he says, over $200,000. He has a couple, maybe like 10. He has some investments. No, just telling me about his money. So, you know, pastors, you hear everything. So I was just smiling. And he says to me, by the way, that he doesn't tithe. I didn't say anything either. So when he was leaving my office, he said to me, ah, you didn't argue with me about tithe. I said, no. He says, every pastor he's spoken to, whenever he says he doesn't tithe, they begin to quote scripture and try and, you know. I didn't even know. He's just according to me. Maybe that's why he told me how much he had before, so that he will, it will, gets me to... I said, no. I said, I won't. why would I bother? He said, why would I argue with him about tithe? I said, God will teach you how to tithe himself. I said, God taught me how to tithe. This man I'm talking about, when Devorah started dealing with him, (sighs) terrible thing. Terrible thing. They're saying things you don't teach people. But I will teach you (laughs) like this. For one-on-one, me chasing you to pay your tithe. Don't pay it. That's your your beeswax. (laughs) As my wife would say. Your beeswax. When you see devourer, you will know. God says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will. So, number one, you, we make money. Make money. Number two, we save money. Save money. Number th- three, we, save money. number four, we can. And number five, God wants us to multiply money. Multiply money. There are two main strategies for multiplying money which we can pull from the strategies of saving. We save for two main strategies. Not for any day and not to beat the inflation rate. Of course not. We save for investment right and for and for sewing and those are the two ways of multiplying money you multiply money by fiscally investing the money many of us sometimes we overestimate how much we will make in, a, in an investment on a short term. in fact that's what leads to a lot of problem but we underestimate how much we can make in the long term we overestimate how much we can make on the short term. And we underestimate how much we can make on the long term. In fact, one of the greatest ways of people that commit fraud is they say, there's a man that lost his whole life savings that we were cancelling some, some years ago. They said, oh, bring your money. We will give you every month for the next 24 months, and at the end of the 24 months, we'll give you your your capital back. Who is the fool? (laughs) So the man brought all his life savings. I gave it to them, and of course, the rest is history. If it's I think it was this guy I said, it, it's the, um, the investment guru guy, the old white man. What's his name? Warren Buffett, yeah. He says that if it looks too good to be true, it is too good to be true. If there's an investment that is before you and it looks too good to be true, guess what? It is too good to be true. Praise the name of the Lord. But I'm sure there are a lot of books you can read on that, physically investing your money. I want to teach you about spiritually multiplying your money. I gave you the example of sowing the seed, the seed that my wife and I sowed, based on the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That's the greatest way to sow. Based on the prompting of the Holy Spirit. They are setting, some of us, God has prompted us to sow. God has put an X on an item, on an amount. Sow this amount. We struggle with it. Why are you struggling with it? If you understand that it is your future that you are talking about. Your financial future is in your seed. Praise the name of the Lord. You won't struggle with it. So, in a couple of areas which you saw, I mentioned the tithe. The tithe is well, it's a seed, but it's more than a seed. I talked about number two, the first fruits in the first service. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Now, when it comes to first fruits, I've been in church long enough to hear different theories. About first fruits. Different. I've sought God myself personally about first fruits. I've come to this conclusion first fruits is not by force. From scripture. No, it's not like tithe. Tithe, if you don't pay it, because it's devouring, is coming. First fruit is not like that. First fruit is the principle of honor. God says, honor the Lord with the first fruit, and with the, increase of your increase, of, of, with the first fruit of your grace, so shall your bands be filled with what? With plenty, and your vats will overflow with what? So I need, to, I need to just say to myself, do I, am, am, I, am I gunning after that, really, financially? If I am, then I plug into the first fruit. Early this year, I was going you know, to judge paying first fruits. You know why? I had bills to pay. Bills to pay. I said to myself, God understands. I was telling Pastor Richard a whole, the whole story yesterday. and But God didn't tell me anything. He didn't say pay or no pay. But something happened. A woman came to my office. And the woman said to me, Pastor, I want to pay my first fruit, but I want you to provide. But before you provide, I want to tell you the story of this first fruit. And she told me the story of the first fruit. When she left my office, I was ashamed of myself. <laughs> I, said to, I said to myself, you know, it's good to talk to yourself. I said to myself, me, ah, ah, what is wrong with you? You taught these people this thing, And I now preached the sermon to myself. And told my wife, and took the step it like I would pay previous years. What God did for me and my wife, I can't tell you why. You know why if I tell you, you know why I can't tell you? If I tell you, you think God is partial. <laughs> really, I can't tell you. Really. Really. It's a- and when it happened, my mind went straight to what? I could have worked 30 years. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you this real stuff. I could have worked 30 years before acquiring this single thing that God released to me. 30 years. I will say more than that. Don't be jealous now. Come on. Say praise the Lord. Ah, I thought you would be excited. Hallelujah. See everybody just look at me. Eh? What could it be? This man. Don't pay it. It's okay if you don't want to. <clears throat> As for me, I'm my house. <laughs> Number three the seeds of honor. The seeds of honor. Seeds of honor. Deuteronomy 5 16. The Bible says, Honor your father and your mother so that it can be well with you in the land. In the land that God is taking you to. There are a lot of believers, they think because they are Christians, they they can treat their father or their mother shabbily because they are not believers. You are joking. Praise the name of the Lord. That's a huge joke. God says, honor your father and your mother so that I can be well with you. It is called the honor seed. Someone says, oh, my, my mother doesn't need the money. She has a lot of money. I says, but you need the blessing. She doesn't need the money, but you need the blessing. Give her the money. Oh, my father doesn't need the money. You know, he even gave us this and gave us that. But you, when I have enough money, I will bless my father. Bless him when? Now. Now, sow the seed now. Well, it doesn't need the money, but you need the blessing. I can an believer bless me because it's your father? How can I believer bless me, because it's your mother? Honor seed. First Timothy five, seventeen to eighteen. Read it. First Timothy when you get home. First Timothy to eighteen. It's called it's also the honor seed, but it's the double honor seed, you know. The people that provide spiritual oversight to you, God says, sow into their lives. You want to look very far, don't look very far. Today, as fellowship. You ask fellowship leader, give him a gift. Give him money. Praise the Lord. Say, boy, he has more money than I do. When I talk about the sniper seed, I will explain that. It doesn't matter. It's you that need that grace to be released into your life. Give him. So as fellowship leaders, <laughs> in the first fellowship experience, I kind of felt that people were like, did they send this man to us, you know, today? And I want to tell you, yes, they sent me to you. You ask fellowship leaders, sent me to you. I, God, more than that, sent me to you. How can somebody be laboring over you, you know, for a whole semester? The semester is ending today. This—if this season of Christmas goes and you don't give a gift to your fellowship leader—something is wrong with you. Can I go on? Someone says, "Thank God I'm not in the fellowship." <laughs> give the usher, the usher that ushered you into church. Listen to me carefully. The person that packed your car, the guy has been packing your car since. If this year passes without you sowing a seed into his life, <laughs> these guys have been taking your car, picture since. Camera, sow a seed. <laughs> now nobody can escape. <laughs> the choir, they've been ministering since. That's what the Bible says. Read it, First Timothy 5, 17 and 18, when you get home. Seed number four is, you know, I try to give these things names. It's what I've called the sniper seed. You know what a sniper is? A sniper is, 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 a, is a warrior that has a special kind of gun that has this powerful lens, binoculars, that zooms onto one target, a single target, and shoots it down. So a sniper seed is a targeted seed. It's a targeted seed. When you are sowing your sniper seed, remember, this is saying, and it's so true, we give up for wealth, and we give down for health. We give up for what? And we give down for what? Isaiah 58, verse 58, just read the old 58, I think 1 to 8. It says, when you give to the poor, Psalms says if you give to the poor, you are lending to the Lord. When you lend to somebody, you get what you, what you lend, right? Of course, we trust that God will give you much more because it's God. But really, if you borrow me one Naira, you get one Naira back, right? Good. But when you take care of the poor, the Bible says your health will speak. Will we break forth speedily. But like, I, like we learned last week's Sunday, Rebekali was teaching us, that the people that were giving to Solomon, Solomon was richer than them, but they were still giving to him. Why were they doing it? Are they fools? You may say, your fellowship leader has more money than me. Why should I give to him? You are giving to him because you are giving up for what? For wealth. They gave to Solomon even though he had more money than them. Why did they do that? You give up for wealth, you give down for health. Praise the name of the Lord. So, another example could be, you're trusting God for, for a life partner, for instance. I gave Pastor Balaji and Moyo's um, <laughs> marriage as an example. See, they're always together. When they're in front, they're together. When they're at the back, they're together. When they're carrying speakers, they're carrying speakers together. <laughs> you know? And you say, ah, if only God can give you this kind of husband. Or even God can give you this kind of beautiful wife that is always tagging along with her husband in this my life. You are afraid enough. Sow a seed. <laughs> Go to them and say, It's just a seed. They say for I'm just sowing into your life. Don't worry, it's between you and who. And God, you sow up for wealth. You see you're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. You see somebody is burning twins, burning triplets, It's even wants to stop, cannot stop. What do you do? Oh, come on. Come on. You're a young man. You see a man has married a beautiful wife. is an anointing to marry a beautiful wife. What should you do? Okay. I think I should stop here. So, let's see. I will tell you, I won't tell you, I'm telling you, everything I'm telling you, I do. Not only do I do, everything I'm telling you, I have tested. I can laugh about it. We can, I have tested; they are true. The sniper seed. Praise the name of the Lord. When you sow a seed, it reads you of so many things. It reads you of, you can, if you are sowing it, a seed so life, you can't be jealous of the person. Do you know that? If you are jealous, God will increase the amount you will sow. You can't be jealous, so you can't be jealous of somebody's wife, somebody's husband. If you just sow a seed into their life, God will rid you of jealousy. Your harvest will come. Harvest is usually more than seed. So many things begin to move in your direction by sowing. By sowing a seed, money is crucial. But like we started this teaching, your life. Is more than money. Jesus puts it this way. He says the life of a man does not consist in what? In the abundance of the things that he possess. The life of a man. Your life is not the sum total of your bank account. No. Your life is not the sum total of the number of cars you have. No. Yes, you are going to be wealthy in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm saying to you, by the grace of God, authoritatively, I'm not saying this outside of God's favorite house. I'm saying it to you. So I'm not saying it outside. I'm saying it to you. Everyone in this place will prosper. Amen. It will be impossible. Listen to me carefully. It will be impossible for you to remain in this place and be impoverished. In the name of Jesus. Amen. But if you insist, what do we do? We kick you out. We kick you out. So money is not the problem. God is more concerned about getting money through you than getting money to you. God is more concerned about the victories He attained in you than the victories he attained for you. The things that God is more that is more important to God about your life, money is the least. If you make the main thing, the main thing. Money will pursue you and overtake you in Jesus' name. I want to close with a story, which I shared in the first place experience also. Some time ago, years ago, there was some guy in church, very good guy, that had a friend that they used to chase money together. They used to do all sorts of horrible things in chasing money. So when he got saved, you know one thing about people that really get saved is that they have this insatiable appetite to bring other people to Christ. Have you noticed? It's because saved people, what? Found people. Find, find people. So he, he, he's always budding about this, his friend. And he tells me about him. And we pray together about the guy. I've never met him before. Not once. Not once. One day I was praying for service. It was impressed upon my heart by the Holy Spirit. I, ah, I wish this guy would bring his friend to church. I didn't know why. I wish he would bring his friend to church that Sunday. I was praying Saturday into Sunday. I wish he would bring his friend to church. I couldn't call him, it was about 2 3 in the morning. So I said, okay, I will send him an SMS and let him make an effort to bring the guy to church. I didn't know what God wants to do. In the morning I forgot totally. I was rushing to church to make sure I was on time. When I got up on stage, I remembered, and I was, as I was preaching, it was as if the Holy Spirit said, that is the guy. I've never met this guy before. And he pointed the guy to me in the congregation, that is the guy. I was like, wow, that's the guy. So I'm going to preach, I'm going to preach, I'm going to preach. And it got to a point, the guy got a phone call. I sat his phone in the church. It's a big boy. Then he walked out, you know. And my heart skipped. Like, God, have I missed this opportunity? Have I let you down? And God said, no. Just continue doing what you're doing. And I was like, okay. So I continued preaching. And guess what? He came back. When he came back, I didn't even wait to finish my (laughs) sermon. I ran off my sermon. I said, let us pray. As we were about to pray, I was about to give the altar call. He just got up. He got another call. I left the church. Finished his teaching. He didn't come back. He died that week. That week he died. After service, I asked his friend... I described him to his friend. I said, yeah, I came to church. How did you know him? I said, I didn't know I've never met him before. But God pointed him out to me. I, 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 he may have met God, I don't know. Because the way God wanted to really reach him. But that guy was chasing money. So when he died, that was, I think that was even the only burial ceremony I've done in my life as a pastor. They called me to come and bury him. I went... I don't know if he's in heaven. I told them I don't know if he's in heaven. I hope he is. Don't chase money at the expense of your soul. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Let's pray. Let's burn our hearts as we down our, our heads. I want you to just talk to God. If you're here, you're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I need to come under the blessing of God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I used to be saved. I've, I've backslidden. I want to come back to God. Pray with me, if you will. I want to pray with you. I don't need you to come out, but I need to know you are there. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. I say, Pastor, that is me. I want to pray with you. Put up your hand now over your head, quickly. That is me. Pray with me. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you. At the gallery, put up that hand. God bless you, sir. Right there in the middle. God bless you. That is me. God bless you. God bless you. My sister, if you are putting up the hand, put up. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. Right there. My sister, if you are putting up, it up well. Don't just land on your head. God bless you. Right there at the gallery, I can see your hand. God bless you. God bless you, sir. In front. Right here, I can see you. My sister right here. Right in the middle. Right here. God bless you. I can see you. That is me. I I have been chasing money. I've been I've been it's it's consuming my soul. God bless you, God bless you, my sister. Right there. I can see you. That is me. That is me. Jesus. Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. My sister, right there. God bless you. That is me. At the gallery, that is me. Put up that hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. God bless you, sir. My brother, I can see your hand, sir. God bless you. Keep it up until you get the card. Once you have the card, God bless you, my sister, right there. I can see your hand. God bless you. If you have the card, you can put out your hand. God bless you. That is me. Jesus. How God is rejoicing over you even right now. That is me. The rest of us, let's pray. God bless you, my sister, right there the rest of us, let's pray that Lord, have mercy upon me. You have brought me to hear this word for this purpose. Have mercy upon me. Prosper my going out. Prosper my coming in. Empower me, oh God. Empower me. Empower me. Father, you take pleasure in the prosperity of your people. We ask that everyone present here will prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone present here will prosper spiritually, will prosper financially, will prosper physically in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for everyone that has surrendered to you. They've received the card. We ask, my Father, that you save them to the uttermost, according to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, cleanse them totally, release them into the new life in Christ, and let your name be glorified. Give unto all of us the grace to love you more than silver and gold. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord.